On today's show, Swipe and I are going to be breaking down Denver Nuggets training camp, some notes from out here in San Diego. We're going to ask, are the Nuggets and Lakers a rivalry now? And then what if Peyton Watson doesn't get on the court right away? Would that be a horrible thing if he's not there on day one? We'll talk about all that and more in Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Locked On Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Matez, and I am joined today by Swipe Cam. Swipe, what's going on, brother? Man, a little bit, man. It sounds like you're having a heck of a time uh, at the different Nuggets training camp. It's been nice, man. It's been good. <clears throat> um, I'm in La Jolla. Beautiful. Never knew it was this pretty out here. Uh, and to be honest with you, as I said last week with, uh, media day or earlier this week with media day, I didn't come into this with like high expectations or high hopes, but those, those hopes, those expectations were surpassed. The nuggets, the vibe out here seems really good. And that's kind of my number one takeaway from being out here is that I expected things to be a little bit more, I don't know, you know, tired, a little bit more grouchy, a little bit, just no enthusiasm for it. But the opposite has been true. This is a group of guys out here, coaching staff, front office and players that all seem enthused and, and rege- uh, rejuvenated and all those things. And I don't, is it me swipe? Should I not be surprised by this? <laughs> or is this surprising to you that the team is so, sort of uh, excited to get going? Yeah, I think it has a lot to the championship run. It just feels like the pressure of can we get it done? What if we mm. bowled in the playoffs? Everybody's healthy again. Chemistry, those things aren't there. And so I think that after you win a championship, especially where Jokic and Murray and Porter and AG and KCP are, I just think there's just so much confidence around. No matter what, we're going to put out the best five in the NBA. But then on top of that, all this is just figuring out, like how do young guys get ingratiated in our culture and Reggie Jackson stepping up with some of the other veterans who are on the roster now. So, yeah, I just think it's just easier. Like, it's not that the pressure's off from winning a ring, but that pressure of what if we fail and can't get it done isn't there. So I think that's a fundamental difference in your thinking. It could be. I think that probably has something to do with it. That's probably part of it. But I think more than anything, one of the things I'm learning from Media Day and then also just from being out here and talking to the guys is, you know, this group really likes being around each other. I think even more than we realized. And I think there was a sense of, you know, they went off in their different directions and, and you know, post-championship glow. But I just think that they're excited to be back together because it's fun to be together with this group. And then you look at the veterans that they brought in or the new players that they brought in, and they just fit right into the culture. I mean, Justin Holiday seems more excited than anybody to be here. And I think a championship team needs new pieces to kind of keep things fresh, keep things interesting. And even though Justin Holiday maybe is not a guy who's going to play a lot or even play at all, but it's just new life of somebody who's been around a couple different organizations that can step in and say, oh, yeah, it's different here. This thing, you guys have a good thing going on here, and I don't want to mess it up. But I just think that the Nuggets have a lot of guys like that. You know, Reggie Jackson has been a, a breath of fresh air kind of expressing how much being back on or being on this team and getting to go through a training camp, how much that means to him. So for me, and it's, it sounds like it's a small thing. And I know people sometimes will say, you know, you talk about vibes a lot or you talk about, you know, this or that. It's so important just where a team's at mentally and emotionally. And I just think the Nuggets right now are starting off on on such a good foot uh, emotionally and all those different things. The one bad news that come out of camp so far has been that Michael Porter Jr. rolled an ankle um, on day two, I believe, and hasn't participated. And I suspect won't participate again. 
you know, later today, I'm going to be going over to the uh, arena where they're practicing and we'll get a look at some live run. We'll get to watch a scrimmage. Um, but Michael Porter, you know, going out early, they say it's nothing serious, but it is an injury. It is, it is something that's keeping him out of camp. And, and, you know, before a game even started, it's, it's, it's one little thing. What do you make of that? Yeah. I mean, if it came out and he had like a high ankle sprain or something like that, then I think that would be something to be paused for concern. But, uh, especially with MPJ's injury history, I think it's smart just to hold him out the rest of training camp. Uh, then they have preseason games coming up and then their first game isn't until 18 days from now. So if it's a light to moderate role, then it shouldn't affect any of that. And we shouldn't really have any issues with him being able to play. So, yeah, I just think everything about him is just showing caution. So I think for MPJ, it's just if there's any, any, anything that can linger from going into the season, then you might as well just kind of play it out. And because the chemistry and stuff is going to be there at some point anyway. So I just wouldn't need to rush anything. Well, the chemistry was there in the one day he did participate. I mean, that's that's the thing is one of the, you know, kind of going back to the first point, one of the things that's been kind of cool was everybody, coaching staff, bench guys, new guys, even the starters all talked about, oh, yeah, starters back in rhythm already. It didn't take any time. Um, and you wondered about that. Like, I don't know. I've been thinking about this one. <clears throat> can the starting unit be better? And I don't think it can. I kind of think it might be at the like as good as it can get for respect. You know, you start to split hairs once you go above that. But you did wonder, will it take time? Will it be January before they start to gel? It sounds like it was day one of camp when they figured out how to how to gel with each other. And I just think that's another storyline that's going to impact the season. If they hit the ground running with that starting lineup, the bench stuff becomes as small as it was last year. Do you think? So I guess on, on that end, because I think the Warriors in the regular season had the best starting five. Like, you know, the net rating stuff is always good for the Nuggets. Do you think that if they do come out with a little bit more defensive intensity, which is the bigger um, this year, plus how good they're going to be on the offensive side of the ball, do you think that they can make some of those marginal gains as a unit? And that way we're looking at the net rating in the regular season saying like, yeah, they were the best five all year. Well, I mean, I think they were last year. I know the Warriors had a higher net rating or whatever, but that was in smaller minutes. Over time, you know, you go through one loss and your net rating drops, right? You have one one game where it's a negative, it drops a lot. So I think Denver was already, and this is kind of my point, is I think that, what were they, plus 13, plus 14, something like that last year. I just think mm -hmm. that's about the edge of how good a lineup can be over a major sample size. So that's why I say I don't know if it'll be better. The defensive intensity, will it be higher? I don't know if it will be, and I don't even know if it should be, to be honest with you. Um, it's a long season, and you have to be able to sort of pick your spots and 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 be fresh for the playoffs. But the, it's just the chemistry. I mean, one thing that could be different is last year, the first 20 games or so, the, the starting lineup was great, but maybe it's even right. better, and you don't go through the last 10 games or whatever it was where those those sandwiches were that it wasn't quite at peak form. Maybe it, it, it bumps up, and they're a plus 15 or something like that. But – the last thing I'll, I'll say that I like that that really stands out to me about this camp is the second unit, I think, is going to be um, fluid kind of going on early, mm -hmm. early on. I think that Michael Malone, I kind of take him at, at face value when he says these guys are going to have to earn it. And, you know, the rookies kind of seem very firmly, the rookies and the two-way guys and all that seem very firmly like in, in group three, the starters in group one. But there is a little wiggle room between the Paytons and the, um, the Zeeks and, and the Justin Holidays and the DeAndre Jordans. I imagine that there's still a little bit of flexibility and fluidity with those guys. Um, and that's sort of, I think, the most interesting thing about, about camp right now is 
I wouldn't be surprised if Peyton Watson is going to be a, uh, a slow start. And I want to kind of get to that on the other side and spend a little bit more time with it. But first, I want to tell you guys about FanDuel. You can snap into action with the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's, FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. It's so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more, even futures. You can bet on the NBA right now. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, back here on Locked On Nuggets segment two. I'm with Swipe a Cam. So I teased it as we were going into the break, but one of my thoughts that I think would maybe concern Nuggets fans, and I'm not sure it should, is I really do think that Peyton Watson is going to be on the Christian Brown track this year in that I would not be surprised if his minutes are significantly fewer than people expect the first, second, maybe even third week of the season. Do you Mm. think that's possible? And if it does happen, are you going to be frustrated? Yeah, I think the thing with Peyton is, is one, he feels like he might be their best option. Again, you know, obviously you're watching it all happen. He feels like he's going to be the best option at that small forward position. They don't have Blocko to rely on going into right. the year. So then the other option is, are we saying that Justin Holiday is going to be the one that kind of gets a little bit more time early on? So I think the issue is, is Peyton Watson's development, I would say, Adam, is it's integral to what this team is going to do and how good they're going to be going forward. So if they can't find a way to get him on the court and feel comfortable with him, and again, this doesn't mean that right away, Right away, he has to be getting a lot of time. But you would just hope that ideally that by game 20, 25, that he has become like a a, a serious part of their eight-man rotation and then at some point in time in the season pushing for a top seven, obviously, with Christian Brown. But I'm with you that over time. I'm with you on that part. It's really important. But out of training camp, you know, some of the guys that have gotten a shout out by a lot of different people, not just Michael Malone has been Justin holiday. And, if, and let's just start with this, with this layer. Is it possible? I mean, it's possible. They both play together, by the way. I mean, that's, that's also a thing that could happen, but is it possible that Justin holiday fits in here in a way that surprises us? That's like, Hey, this is a veteran player that knows how to play. And he hasn't looked good in some of his previous stops. Namely like Dallas is the opposite of Denver. They play a completely different style. So him not working out right. there, is it possible that it's like, no, he actually fits this system and he has some more juice than we we expected? Yeah, look, it could easily be that way. Again, when Justin got signed... <laughs> you guys don't see... People listening to this to see Swipe, but he said, yeah, but he his face said no. <laughs> <laughs> look, I think Justin's a really good dude. And, like, I think he's a quality NBA veteran. The last two stops, you know, the Hawks, and also, obviously, with the Mavericks, it wasn't great. But, again... He had very good measurables. He's a type of player that can thrive in a Denver system. Six foot six, long, rangy athlete, a good defender when he's locked in, decent ball handler, decent, and I say decent spot up shooter. I mean, yeah, there's things that he can provide. Now, again, remember what he said in media day. If he's cutting at a high level, if he's playing defense at a high level, and he's willing to work off ball. And he's also being very communicative as a backline defender or even in their switch scheme that they're going to have with the bench. Then yeah, like, look, there's a world in which I thought I think Justin Holiday could be playing like more ball handler with this roster if they right. asked him to do it because he's done that over the course of time in his career. So, again, 
But again, I have a, I have, it's not going to happen, Adam. So let me put that caveat out there. I have a dream that Justin Holiday, Christian Brown, and Peyton Watson and Zeke are all on the floor together at one point, and they're literally switching everything with like Jamal Murray or something. So right. it's all possible, but yeah. he really is just going to have to like show that the last couple of years have been an aberration. And again, in the Denver Nuggets system, it can be. So I do think it can be much better. I mean, I'm starting to think that's possible as well, by the way, because everybody's lauding uh, Justin Holiday's IQ. And I feel like that's such a big part, especially early on. You think about Peyton Watson, you know, he hasn't played a lot of basketball at this level in, in his life and even at the college level. So you can imagine that his feel for the game and IQ and those things are going to be slower in progress than a player like Justin Holiday, who's been in the NBA for a decade. So this is why I say I'm not going to be surprised if early on Peyton Watson kind of has a tight leash tighter than people expect. But the other part of this is this is such a, you know, a championship veteran team and Michael Malone's message early on that you can always figure out how things are going to go when you really pay attention to what Michael Malone is saying, because he's setting the table and he keeps talking about players have to earn it. I'm not giving anybody anything. You have to earn it. You have to earn it. You have to earn it. And I just think it's going to follow the Christian Brown track of he plays a little bit and gets yanked for some minor, minor infraction, you know, made a missed a rotation or, you know, didn't close out properly or this or that, and he gets pulled really quickly. And maybe, meanwhile, veteran Justin Holiday's missing assignments left and right, but it's just yeah. Malone knows that guy's a veteran. He's earned it in this league. Peyton's not, and they're going to make it earn him. But I do think that um, – so I'm kind of prepared for that mentally, and it sounds like Justin Holiday is a good enough player that you're not going to be, you know, punting games just because you're playing him. That being said, I look at Yokemus, I look at mid-December, and I say that's about the time that I hope Peyton Watson has sort of firmly planted himself in the rotation that, okay, starting not to get those quick hooks from Michael Malone. He's gone, gone through two months of having to earn it, and now he's finally getting on the court. To me, that would be a – I mean, look, I'd love Peyton Watson to be from day one. I mean, that would be the most fun thing. But realistically, I wouldn't mind if it was mid-December or so where he really started to earn every night minutes. Well, Adam, let me ask you this. So the Utah Jazz game opened up the year last year. I don't know if you remember that. The Nuggets got trounced. Oh, yeah, of course. And uh, Jamal Murray looked really rusty. The defense looked horrific. Uh, They played the Warriors in the second game of the season, and Christian Brown really made an impact because remember the Jordan Poole strip he had um, towards the baseline on the far right side and then obviously went down um, and got that layup on the other end. And we started to see that game two from Christian Brown uh, this dude might be a little different. Do you think that Peyton Watson uh, early in the season could have one of those moments defensively where it's like Malone, like kind of Christian Watson, I'm sorry, Christian Brown became a Malone guy, like it seemingly the start of the year. Do you think that we can expect that if Peyton Watson just like game one or something like that has a great defensive series or, or whatever versus Rui off the bench or something, and then all of a sudden that like shows and confirms for him that like this is a dude that we need to have in our lineup right away? No, just because I don't think there's a question about his talent. And that's why. Because okay. what you're asking about is that's a, a good defensive impact against a player like that is about talent mostly. But I think Malone's right. just going to be like, hey, you can't get by on talent. And here's the thing. Here, here's the thing that really stands out to me from being out here. It's an old team, and the young guys have an old soul, except for, I would say, two guys, Julian Strother and Peyton Watson. And by the way, those two guys are the only 21-year-olds on the team. And I just feel like those two guys feel younger than everybody else on the roster. They are younger, but they also feel younger and, you know, obviously inexperienced. So 
I just think that that is a little bit why they stand out as a little bit different. And Malone probably sees it and says, yeah, I got to make those two guys in particular build a a solid foundation um, and not skip any steps with them in their own personal development and kind of go from there. And again, I just with Denver's the rest of Denver's roster being so bought in and excited to be here and stuff. I don't think it's a thing that's going to cost Denver games like last year you're playing you know, you have Murray, you have Porter on, you know, coming back from injury. And then you're playing Davon Reed, who I think Davon Reed is, you know, he's not in the NBA right now. So I think right. it was a bigger gap between the Christian Brown, who we wanted to see and we want to get developed, and Davon Reed. And then there was a bigger gap between Denver's not quite good enough just yet, especially early in the season. They weren't quite good enough yet. And you were frustrated because maybe you're actually losing games. I think this year, Michael Malone might be able to split the difference to where a Justin Holiday. Or, or guys like that, he can give Peyton Watson tough love, and you're not losing any games because the rest of the team is so veteran and so experienced that that uh, they can grow from it. So again, just something I'm setting the table for, and I would say, to a lesser extent, maybe even Zeke Naji, whose name hasn't popped up a whole lot. I think we're talking to him today uh, with our media availability, but as another guy who I kind of expected a little bit more buzz out of camp and really haven't heard a whole lot. I heard he's been solid. I heard he's been good, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy that that. Um, you know, also plays a little bit less than people think right away. So if you had to, to guess, Adam, kind of what you're seeing in your vantage point, who would you say the top eight people on the roster are so far, even just if you want to say top seven? Because it sounds like, Adam, obviously we know Christian. Would you say that Reggie Jackson is the next guaranteed player off the bench that you trust the most and Malone might trust the most? Again, we're just going off of everything we see and hear and, and and talk to people. But yes, I would say it's pretty clear that Reggie Jackson's going to have a um, a decent runway this year. And by the way, I talked to Reggie Jackson yesterday for for the DMVR Nuggets podcast, and one of the things he said that I thought was really interesting was that the team maybe is going. Um, you know, last year he joins a team; they already have an identity. Even the bench, even though they were still trying to figure out who they were, they're not changing their system. There's no practice time; just get out there and try to run what we're doing. I wouldn't be surprised if they adjust things a little bit for the bench to fit Reggie, you know, put him in some of his favorite actions that are more like, Hey, we, he's a tool. He has all of these uh, skills. Let's try to build something for him. So um, I'm optimistic about Reggie, especially early on. I'm optimistic that he can come in and make a positive impact. And you know, this too, Swipa, but sometimes there is something to give in your, uh, a, a friend uh, as your running mate and Justin holiday and Reggie Jackson, obviously friends, and having those two guys on the court might be a, a stabilizing force as well. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing <laughs> is, look, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I believe in Reggie. Obviously, you know, the Colorado kid. Yeah. I believe in the skill. Again, 28-12 versus Denver. Everybody remembers that game that he had. 2020-2021 season had a really good season as a starter. Again, if Reggie Jackson is able to duplicate that, then Adam, I think fundamentally we're having a different conversation about the Nugget bench because he would change what they are. Like, especially at the yeah. score and as a, as a facilitator. So, you know, again, Justin Holiday is a good player. He's a good NBA player, but in a bad situation. So if Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, and Justin Holiday are to be able to elevate their profile to the degree that they're trustworthy players next yeah. to Christian and also Peyton and Zeke and whatever, then again, Adam, I think we're like, I think not only are we having a different conversation, but the bench is better than what it was last year, which was, which was terrible. But like right. now we're actually moving to say like the bench can be a slight positive, and because uh, those are valuable players if they're able to work yeah. together. But I think a lot of that is just up in the air, and like I'm almost as unsure about them being able to turn in the bench into a real profit 
uh, like I am the young guys being able to do that. Right. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of follow. What I will say, though, is I think Nuggets fans will probably be a little bit more relaxed about these types of things than they were last year, in part because what yeah. you were saying, they have a championship at their back. I think the team coming back, the rest of the guys are going to be pretty exciting. Um, and then, you know, Calvin Booth talked about trying to blow some teams out this year, about maybe even taking games a little bit more serious. And I think that's one way where all of these issues can be made um, less heavy is if you get up big and you get fourth quarter garbage time, well, that allows you to play your Peyton's and your Zeke's extra minutes, you know, no matter what. So my hope is that all of these things feel a little bit more natural and that we're a little bit less um, focused or concerned or anxious about the day-to-day rhythm of who's in, who's out, who's playing X amount of minutes or what have you. Um, let's take one last break on the other side. One thing that has been brewing out here, it's a little rivalry, at least a little rivalry talk about the Lakers, the Nuggets. We're going to ask, have the Lakers stolen the spotlight of every other team and made themselves Denver's rival? I kind of think they have. Um, But first, I want to tell you guys about Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and give you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts that are made stiff with restricting cotton. These things are actually pretty cool. I'll tell you my favorite thing about them. We get it. We get uh, a couple pairs sent to us here with Lockdown. I'll tell you the cool thing about them, Swipe Up. You don't have to wear underwear with them. You just free ball it. They have a built-in lining that's supposed to like replace your underwear. And it's actually great. I'm telling you, it sounds strange. Swipe is giving. I'm where telling you, you we where do you wear these two, Adam? I wear them everywhere. I wear them to work. I don't care. I wear them to the park. You can okay. wear them anywhere. I'm telling you, they're incredibly comfortable. Um, I'm a new man. I'm a liberated man with my bird dogs. They're unbelievable. Check them out, and you're going to want to use that promo code LOCKEDONNBA whenever you sign up. You go to birddogs.com slash LOCKEDONNBA or just enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle. These are really nice water bottles, by the way. That'll come to you with your order. That's that's birddogs.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. We'll be right back talking about Nuggets-Lakers rivalry. All right, back here, Locked on Nuggets podcast, final segment. Um, I see a comment here in the chat from Charles Begaman, who says the Nuggets-Lakers, quote, rivalry is being fanned by the national media that is made up of mostly Lakers fans. I'm going to say false. I'm going to say false. I think that the Nuggets have, and Michael Malone in particular, but the Denver Nuggets have a new strut, a new strut where when some of these little things, because I would agree that there were some comments asked at media day to Anthony Davis and to Austin Reeves, in which, in my opinion, they gave normal answers, not trying to start a rivalry, not say this or that. They just were like, Hey man, we saw those guys celebrating and you know, we're, we, we want to go back and get them. Was it a little bit of trash talk? Sure. Was it lame? Yeah. I hate Anthony Davis just like you guys do. So it was a little bit lame, but I don't think that it was necessarily incendiary. Like, Oh, these guys now this or that. But then, of course, Michael Malone fans the Flames a little bit more. And, you know, the national media did kind of make some headlines that make it sound like there's more. But guess what? Sometimes rumor becomes the truth. And I think that's where we're at. I think that the Nuggets-Lakers is going into the season might be the number one rivalry in the Western Conference. And we haven't even played a game yet, Swipa. Uh, but why is this a rivalry? So, again, they got swept. <laughs> I love, like he went the smug route okay all right well i'm, I'm not even trying to like cause no beef i think here, right. listen to this adam let me let me show some decorum okay yeah let okay respectful so the lakers are a very good basketball team 
the Lakers were not the favorite, the betting favorite coming into the series. And so after the fact, everybody said, oh, the Nuggets did what they were supposed to do, right? But if you remember <laughs> in the series, Adam, that it's after true. game one, national media, I feel yeah. more comfortable about the Lakers losing game one than I am about their winning. Did you see ba- boundless, boundless optimism, yeah. Boundless optimism. Did you see the Rui adjustment? They were like, all right. I've never seen a team yeah. be so propped up in a loss. And, uh, and by the way, Adam, do you remember what Darvin Ham said after game one? What did he say? He basically said that, look, uh, we got something for him. We got something for him coming around in game two. <laughs> and then when we get that, so I'm over here like, wait a minute. It wasn't like it was just Malone. And Malone was more so upset with the way the media was talking about this whole thing. All right, well. and then we go. And then we move forward. And again, he was up 2-0. Now, you can put that in your pipe and smoke it, going down back 2-0. <laughs> I remember all that. Vic Lombardi, who had the Malone yeah. is the Lakers daddy comment, which, yeah. again, Lakers fans are attributing to Malone as if he right. said that. It was a media right. member. And then now we get to this place with Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis says, we're looking forward to playing this. LeBron and I have been having conversations. Yeah, And it's like, dude, AD, that has nothing to do with why the sweep happened. But it's, it's been a lot of back and forth, but the media has also been the ones to lift this stuff up before the series and even following the series as well. Yeah. Look, man, as much as you're right that these things get propped up by the media and they spiral out of control and they feel bigger than they are, let's not pretend the Nuggets didn't want the fight, man. Michael Malone brought the fight. Like, you know what I mean? So this is a thing that I think the Nuggets have embraced. At least most of the Nuggets have embraced Michael Malone in particular. And it reminds me a little bit of the, was it last year? No, maybe it was two years ago, Memphis and the Warriors, where they were just kind of beefing with each other. And then they get the Christmas Day game and you think, Memphis, how have they earned a Christmas Day game? They just artificially inserted themselves into the national television Christmas Day conversation by creating this fake beef. I almost feel like the Lakers are doing this a little bit as well. Because if you come you in right now, the Grizzlies? they're pulling a Grizzlies right now. They're clout chasing by trying uh-huh. to start a beef with the Nuggets. Because if you think about it, we weren't talking about the Lakers as the, the top team. Like I said, hey, Swipo, out West, who are the teams you know that you think you're going to see in the West Conference? You're going, okay, Phoenix, maybe Golden State makes a run. And you're throwing out these names. You weren't saying Lakers. And now I feel like the Lakers have inserted themselves to where it's like, hey, man, that might be the team I'm most excited to see Denver play. It so happens to be the team they play on opening night, on banner night. And I just think this thing is is ready to go. Uh, hey, look, well, we know how important the regular season is to LeBron James. So, <laughs> you know, uh, they have a lot to look forward to in game one. Here, look, it's going to be a good matchup. I'm excited for the opening night tip-off. Again, the Lakers are a great team. They have a lot of savvy veterans on the roster. LeBron James, one of the best players of all time. Anthony Davis, uh, you know, top 75 player. Like, they have the pieces. <laughs> but I think a lot of this still comes down to it's just like, look, I don't think the Nuggets players care enough to say anything about it verbally. Like, even if asked about yeah. it, like, what would Joker, what do you think Joker would say? They like, hey, Joker, do you, what do you, you see everything happening with the, the Lakers and stuff online? You have any he'd say no. <laughs> and he'd probably mean <laughs> it. He'd probably mean it too. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, it, I feel like they're making it a bigger deal because they're like, you know, but do you, but you make it a bigger deal. Do you want to make it a bigger deal? This is kind of, this is more or less what I'm asking. Do you want the smoke? Or do you feel it's beneath the Nuggets? Do you feel, or do you feel like, hey, we don't want to make this a thing? Or look, when you're the top dog, people are going to start punching up. Is this the first punch up where you're like, yeah, give us your best shot? 
Yeah, well, but again, they're punching up at Michael Malone. <laughs> That's <laughs> who they're punching up at. It's not the players. The players have been completely silent on this. So, yeah, I think it's fun. I think this adds to the NBA story. I think the NBA story is at its best when you have stuff like this happening. And you're not talking about, like, trade rumors. Who the Lakers going to get this trade deadline? This is actual basketball. Go prove it. Again, it's great content. We're talking about it. Obviously, you know, it's going to make the opening night tip off more fun. Hey, but just give me this. Who's the number one Denver Nuggets rival this year? So far, right now. In the West? I mean, yeah. You could say the league if you think there's a bigger one in the league, but I don't think there's anybody in the East that's a bigger rival. All right, if we're talking narratives, Lakers. If we're talking this is what I'm basketball, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is this is what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I think right. that the, the Lakers are solidifying themselves as Denver's rival. And here's why I like it, Swipa. For years, the Lakers have been Denver's nemesis. But yeah. it hasn't gone the other way. The Lakers don't think about the Nuggets, right? Like the, Denver is obsessed with the Lakers, but the Lakers are not obsessed with Denver. This is the first year Lakers are obsessed with Denver. Can't get them out right. of their mind. And I love it. I'm telling you over at DNVR, because I, you know, you you put out the you know nuggets or the champs, you throw the champ thing, and then they say, say, hey, 16 or seven. I don't even know how many they have, 16 or 17 championships. I'm branding them the team of the past. I just love it. I give them credit. You know what? They are right. They do have 16. They are decidedly the team of the past. The nuggets are the team of the present. And I have a hunch they're going to be the team of the future, too. And that's why I like it. So I'm all in. Nuggets-Lakers rivalry. I'm ready for it this year. Bring on the smoke. I think the Nuggets are ready for it. I'll tell you what. Michael Malone's ready for it. He had a chance. It was Om young Wing Suk the other day at camp who asked him, hey, have you seen the Lakers talking? And if Malone didn't want the smoke, he says, no, nah, I haven't seen it. You know, that's okay. I haven't seen it. Or whatever. But he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He went on a whole little diatribe saying, wow, they're talking about us. Wow, we're focused on our own team. Are they focused on us? That's too bad. That's last year. Are they living in the past? We're living in the present. I love that he poked the bear. I love that he didn't run from it. I think the Nuggets are ready for it because they just know that this is their time and they're well, not afraid. I think, I think Rachel Nichols said it best when she was on Undisputed. Yeah, I did happen to watch the clip. I know you you know don't love watching some of those shows, but Rachel said, uh, I think the thing that separates all this with Malone and why Malone feels so comfortable doing this, in her words, she had... He, he has a seven foot, two hundred and ninety pound Serbian bear backing <laughs> yep. him up in this conversation. So that's right. Like he's the ultimate, all you know, all in card. So you have Joker on your squad. It's just like, all right, well, I feel like I can say whatever I want to anybody. I love it. That does it for today's edition of Locked On Nuggets. Matt Moore said so. We, Matt Moore didn't get one in yesterday. He said he's going to get one in tomorrow. So you'll have a weekend edition of Locked On Nuggets. Um, you know, so we're going to camp today. So we'll get a couple more reports out of camp. They're going to scrimmage today. Um, so we'll be able to watch some of that. So we should have even more detail and stuff to share with you. Some great videos probably coming out of camp today. So look forward to those. Do us a favor, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and hit that like button for us on the way out. We'll see you guys next week.